the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 138. This week, we are debunking the uh, Rogue One rumors. We're going to be talking X-Men Apocalypse and why 2016 summer movies have not gone as planned. Um, so, joining me this week, Chris, Mikey, Ethan, Sebastian, Shauna. Welcome, everybody. Sound like you were keep going there. I know, right? Shauna and microphones and Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin and Do you know how many podcasts we've done with Steven, this show? Probably a bunch. This seems to be on every time we're here. Yeah. Um okay, so I can't remember no, it's not seen. This who's week the, who's the captain of the uh Sean Connery. No 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 no. Who's the captain of the Dallas? Oh, it's uh it's the guy from he was in Backdraft. Great actor. Yeah. He was stick in Daredevil. Yeah. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. like I totally lost his name. Make sure, Sebastian, make sure you get that up there closer. I can't. Uh, I can't think of his name. Now. There you go. Um, let's oh, try um, All right, stall for time. Kung look Fu. Um, oh God, what's his name? He he was in. Uh, he was a Kill Bill. Um, no, his brother was in Kill Bill. No. What? What was it? Was it? David Carradine. David Carradine. Yeah, that's not David. That's Carradine. not David Carradine. No. I think it's huh? is it Keith Carradine. No, it's not Keith Carradine, I don't think. Hold on. Scott Glenn, that's who Scott it is. Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. No uh, Carradine yes. at all. Not a Carradine at all. But it got his family it got a resemblance though. They they look alike. Anyway. So anyways, um this past week was there were a lot of rumors that flew around about Rogue Squadron or Rogue One and the movie doing its reshoots. Uh as a matter of fact, we got into a big argument on our Facebook thread. Mike, yeah, Mikey, you were lucky you don't have Facebook at this point. Um, Ethan didn't say anything. Which, ever. ever. <laughs> Ethan didn't say anything on the thread at all. I don't think it Ethan was, saw the thread. Else, I didn't see the thread. Yeah, was, Ethan doesn't pay attention to my page. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I saw Chris' post, but it's just like, oh, okay. Was it? Doing, like, oh, Chris is mad. Okay. They're, making, they're doing reshoots. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday, at some point, I sent, I think I sent Chris the, about the reshoots. I'd already and, seen it. And then you posted it. I saw it, it on the page that the, the rumor had come out from more than one source, but it was reported on The Hollywood Reporter that the first cut for Rogue One had been, scheduled, had been shown to Disney Lucasfilm executives, and they had ordered massive reshoots to possibly change the tone of the film. To add levity and humor, and probably put in a CGI character that there sounds was, like was, yeah. yeah, sounds like a black person well, in a racist movie. And then they were going to add like a cute <laughs> droid instead of whatever droid Alan Tudyk's probably doing, which is probably a dumb character too. And they're like, no, let's make him cuter. It's a pirate. It's he's a pirate, pirate droid. droid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, here's here's a lot of the rumors that were going around. The tone of the movie was not going to match what the previous Star Wars was, and they were going to change that to that. Yeah, the, uh, the, young the, Han Solo was going to be added, and J.J. Abrams was going to be involved, so almost half of the movie would be have to be redone. No, they said it was there's up to... The rumor started that it was 40%, and that... Um, not Christopher Nolan. Good Lord. Then Christopher McQuarrie was Christopher going to be McQuarrie involved. was supposed to do the reshoots. Mm-hmm. He's vehemently denied that. But they are getting help because Tony they're Gilroy. having trouble. Um, not trouble, but the scheduling is quite complicated in order to get the bulk of the cast that they need to come back. Apparently. Which so Tony Gilroy is going to help 
Which I, I don't, I didn't hear that because they, this, these reshoots were automatically they were, they were scheduled this, at the very right beginning. So this is independent.co.uk. Complications have arisen from getting the cast back together. As many are working on other projects. Uh, quote is a complicated schedule, trying to pull people in around other things that they're doing. A source familiar with the research said, and this cast is spread out all over the world. Tony Gilroy, uh, he was brought in to help. To help yeah, he was brought in to help uh, with character development and uh, some of that. So the things that we well, I mean, he's also worked with Gareth Edwards before. He, right, he was uncredited on Godzilla. He's in a way, he's almost like a second unit director. I, I imagine with this kind of complicated schedule, with all these actors coming back. You're able to not have them all go to wherever Gareth Edwards is or make Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. go to them. Tony can go shoot in, say, England while Gareth is still here in the United States or whatever. Right. So you can, it, it's just, it, it's a way to get more. But he was also the, deba- yeah. brought in as the, a script. The doctor. specific thing that, that kind of came out in that first article was the idea that the movie wasn't stars, Star Wars y enough. It wasn't consistent in tone with a Star Wars film, which my contention very early was it's not supposed to be which they've already debunked that they've said that that was not true at all they want this movie to be gritty and it's going to who's they according uh, uh, entertainment weekly spoke to some disney lucasfilm unnamed sources that wouldn't release their names or anything which no one which doesn't sources either right which doesn't really you know bode well to the whole article but it I trust Entertainment Weekly more than I trust some of the other, you know... The Hollywood Reporter? Well, not the Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> but the Hollywood remember Reporter. Remember, the first, the first article comes from the Hollywood Reporter. Right. It didn't come from, you know, Bob's movie review or anything like that. And that's what I mean. And that's what, when, when I saw the first things that were there, it was hard to find where... <laughs> that was really weird. It was a kid skateboarding by. Sweet. I forgot the doors up, and I was like, like there's a jet going over or something. Um... At first, yeah, it was it was a bunch of like secondary sites that wouldn't give credit to where they first mm-hmm. saw it, and then eventually I found it after seeing the first rumor, and I'm going, "Well, I'm really interested in this movie. I kind of want to see if there's anything to this." Click, click, click. There it is, the Hollywood Reporter, and then found another, you know, one of these. Well, the one I sent you was sites. the Hollywood Reporter. I know, but I found all this before you sent. Oh, okay. It to me. That's what I'm saying. I went through all this on my own. I saw it on my page from somebody else which was a link from some non-super-credible, you know, same thing, like Bob's Movie Service. So as I started to click around, and everyone kept saying, hey, they're reshooting, no one was giving sources. Then right. I finally found it on The Hollywood Reporter. I saw it again on Jim's movie news, and he said, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So I knew it was a story that really was in The Hollywood Reporter and was out. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me the same thing just about the time where I was putting it on my page. So yeah, Gilroy is acting as a second unit director yeah, for for the uh, film. Um, so it sounds like, from what the latest information is, that it's going to still be a war film, like Sebastian. You were you were uh, very adamant about. Um, but it sounds like a lot of the reshoots are either going to be like in cockpit. Type shots like we had, you know, like where you. Well, what the source says specifically is that all the research are in context with scenes that already exist. Yes. So in that case, it's a sense of looking at a scene, like I don't know, when they take Finn off of the off the Millennium Falcon and Chewbacca just looks at Leia and says, "Just reshoot that scene." So that that gives you ho- look. From the start of this, it was looking at what the rumor was at the beginning. Not necessarily, I didn't say it wasn't going to be a war film. It just wasn't going to be the same type of film that we thought was promised to us. 
if this is debunked, that's great. But the problem is, is no one outside of Macquarie saying, I'm not doing anything. He vehemently denied it on his Twitter. I'm not, I'm not doing anything with Star Wars. Sorry. Right. It is um, attention bloggers. There's, I'm reading no, some... there's no, there's no statement from Lucasfilm. There's no statement from Disney. There's no statement from Gareth Edwards. There's no statement from anyone who's an executive producer mm-hmm. of the film. So there's still, everything is still kind of rumors. Right. And who knows? In but, both directions. In, both. Yeah, that's what I mean. In both directions. Both the original story and the refute of the story is... Um, Especially after the PR hit they took. You'd think somebody yeah. would officially want to come out and be like, no, 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 we're not changing the tone I, of the movie. I don't think they want to. They, or they need to. They just, you know, no, let's wait till celebration needs, when... Needs a, a needs strong Needs a different word. word. I say have to. Because they've already said that they'll be finished, they'll be wrap shooting by celebration. And they will have some footage to show at celebration. Sure. So, you know, and like the one, one of the comments Chargers was that, in the film. One of the comments was that if they were reshooting 40% of the film, they wouldn't be done by August. And August is their deadline to have the film sure. principal yeah, photography I can't, I can't imagine they're, they're reshooting more than a third of the film. That, I couldn't that, imagine even a third. No. And I knew, I mean, the stuff being scheduled is fine. It's Everyone has, yeah, has, has an open window for that sort of thing. The non-specific um, words that were used in that first article were, Massive reshoot. Right. So who knows what you know? And, and massive is is up to debate as to what your there was there was massive, yeah. extensive, and then there was expensive that was also mm-hmm. added. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame because Disney doesn't have any money. <laughs> but see, here's the thing, and this is the kind of thing we got into in our uh, in our thread. Sorry, Sean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, uh, in our thread, we were talking about twenty years ago, ten years ago, even. You know, movies were still doing these reshoots. They were still always scheduled, things like that. The difference was we didn't know that they were doing them, so we didn't have our own expectations of what the film was going to be. Then all of a sudden find out that they decided to change something or change the tone or add a character or do something that, that's going to alter the film that we had already anticipated and imagined. We didn't go into it with with expectations of, of what they were already filming, so... We, 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 you know, we didn't know that there were going to be reshoots, so we took the film as what it was. Well, you know, the thing is, Matt LeBlanc is not the man who's going to resurrect. <laughs> that is, no, that's not. Sorry. The commercial for Top Gear comes on and says, Matt LeBlanc is the man who can resurrect Top Gear. No, that's no. not happening. No. Um, all right, tangent back. The, the, the thing with it wasn't that... Even 10 years ago, if they tell you that a film is hopefully going to be this, everything from Lucasfilm, everything from Gareth Edwards, everything from top to bottom was this was going to be a different Star Wars film. We've said it a couple of times. As its first standalone film, it's the first film that comes out that has no attachment to anything else that's already in production. Mm -hmm. Even Clone Wars as an animated film, we already knew there was going to be a TV series. Everything else since the very first Star Wars has been connected in a way to something else. Lucas released... A New Hope, not knowing whether he would be able to do the other films that he wanted to do, but knowing he wanted to. Right. But he gave you a complete piece there. The The intention, we know the intention for the film, and so there is something to be said for finding out whether that film is going to change or not. It's and a, it's, and it's not an argument of, oh, we didn't know it 30 years ago. The point is the reality of today is, if you're going to tell me that a film is something and you get me excited about it, and then pull the rug under, out from under you and say, well, it's not going to be that, then I have every right to say, I wanted what was originally there. Right. This is Gotham. 
Okay, but the it, first well, it's, hold it's, up. It's, Gotham it's, has a TV it's a series. It's, it's PR one or one. Do not sell something and then change it. Bait and switch. Titanic did the same thing when the original trailers for Titanic and the original yeah, it said that the material. It said that the ship wasn't going to sink. No, <laughs> it, then, no, <laughs> but the marketing material was that they so they were selling an action movie, and then it was through reshoots and through the Celine Dion song they re-edited and resold the movie as a as a romance movie. Okay, was, but. Uh, it, you know, and and that was you know, and a, a lot of people postulate a sort of big divide between people who actually like Titanic and people who don't. Is that oh, you were getting a James Cameron action movie? You know, that was like you know, collide with destiny was the original tagline. They were selling this adventure movie on the Titanic, and then Celine Dion song came out. He didn't know that they were doing like this romance ballad, so they reshot to do heavy on the romance and change the tone of the film. And when you sell a How movie, which adventure could you have on that ship? Though? Well, you, I mean, there was an entire subplot with the police detective that was cut out of the film. Oh. So stuff like that. Uh, and when you go to, he was a stowaway. Yeah, and when you go to the when you when you go to Star Wars Celebration, and you say we're making a war movie. It's not going to be like any Star Wars movie that's ever been, which is not necessarily true. When you look at a New Hope, the first five minutes of a New Hope is like twenty guys being gunned down in the Tantive yeah. after being assaulted by stormtroopers. You know, you've got uh, you've got Uncle Owen and Aparu getting killed midway through the movie. You get uh, you get hero of film Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, sliced in half and turned into Force Ghost later on. But it, I mean, he was making an adventure war movie in the vein of the classic serials, and the idea was we're getting we're getting something closer to a war movie with this. And he did say Gareth Edwards said I'm making a war movie, making a Star Wars war movie. But here's the thing. With this, and Chris just said it a minute ago, that this movie is it's you know it, it's the first standalone movie where there's a lot riding on this movie. There's a lot that can go wrong, and like I said in the thread, Star Wars is a property unto itself. No, there's nothing like it. Nothing will ever come You're again. Wrong. James Bond, Star Trek, Doctor Who, all massive properties of the same scale, but they're not the same scale. Yes, they are. Not worldwide. Yes, they are. No. Those are you... all world-famous properties. The closest one of those is Star Trek. No, you're, you're, you're shifting the goalposts. You want, you want, no, how you, many... want a, you want a worldwide property of equivalent scale? James Bond. No, it's not. Years, books, movies, okay. video games, radio but shows, television shows. Has James Bond made as much Star Wars? Yes. Has, Over the course of 50 years, yes. Has it had the wide range of fans that Star Wars has? Yes. James Bond fans are just as loving and just from, as negative. From four years old to up? Yes. No. Yeah, because they made toys. By your logic, Starship Troopers is a kid's movie. Because no, it's not. Galoob was making action figures. No, and uh, toys. no. Ro- Rambo was Here, not a kid's movie. They made a cartoon I know. Show and they made toys. But that's not it. the same thing. Yeah, when you exactly look at Star Wars, no, thing. when you look at Star this Wars. This isn't, hold on. This isn't the argument. It's not the argument. I mean, that's I the know. thing. Is, is, My where point, you're going is it's always money, money. It's not a money thing. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, you just asked him how much money did, did no, Bond make. No, I'm much saying that did... Star Wars is not like anything else that's been around. Star Wars is like other things. To the same level, I would say no, but there is, there's other properties that would have the same thing. We've seen this happen with Star Trek, where you have thousands of Star Trek fans mm-hmm. completely turned off by the new Star Trek because they didn't make a film that falls under what they think Star Trek should be or, and you have other fans who become fans of Star Trek because they made a Star Trek film that didn't fall under the auspices of everything else that Star Trek had. So but when you have something the, like Star Wars, that's here's the this thing with Star Wars. Here's the thing with Star Wars: the idea of making it lighter, making it kids or whatever. They've never. There's no reason to do that. You're having this whole thing grow up. As I said in the thing, the last film that you had 
had a dude put his lightsaber through his father's chest. That's really dark. Okay. He also, he also got to watch them wipe out an entire village of people yeah. with the blood. So spray they've already gone into that. this. What my fear was, I don't want to see them take a step backwards with this type of film and go, okay, we got to go back and make Phantom Menace again. Which Phantom Menace, because part of the problem with Phantom Menace is it's so uneven in tone because it tries to make itself into a kid's film. And then the end, you also see a character put a lightsaber through somebody's chest. But here's one, and this is what I was trying to get with this whole thing was. If this movie, since it is a standalone, it is the first Star Wars film that's going to be different than the other ones. It's very possible Disney slash Lucasfilm looked, which we found out now, according to the new rumors, is there's a possibility that no one, no executives have seen it yet. No one's seen anything from it. But if they had seen it, let's say, and they look at this film and they go, this does not look or feel like a Star Wars film. Our fans, not necessarily the people sitting in this room or this type of fan that's sitting in this room, but your mainstream, non-expanded you know, universe family families are going to look at the film and go, this isn't Star Wars. I don't want to see something like this. This is like what I'll this. counter with you. The reason that people like us become huge fans of Star Wars is because of that expanded universe, because we found stories that were different. Because we found things like Legacy of the Force, because we found things like the Dark Horse comic book series, because we found things like video games that mm -hmm. put you in, in the clock of it. If you're going to play it safe, Star Wars stops growing right now. That's, my, that's the thing. That's the fear. The basis of my fear reading that article is if you're sitting there looking at that film and going, you know what, this scares the hell out of us. Let's change it and make it into exactly... We already have an Episode 7, which is the greatest uh, uh, criticism of that film is they just gave us episode four again. Yes. They went really safe with that film. I don't necessarily agree to that point. I don't think the film's safe because what you have in the third act, who Kylo Ren is, yada, 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 all those pieces. But if you're sitting in this film and you're looking at it and going, we got to get safer with it. We got to get safer with it because mom and dad aren't going to... Bullshit. I mean, forget it. You saw what happened with Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is not a safe choice after the first film. It's a completely different film than it's a It's also home. a different time. I don't care that it's a different time. So you're saying audiences I don't, I don't, today yeah. are incapable of watching a movie the same way that they did 30 years ago? Exactly. Really? really? Yes. You, 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 you actually... Okay, okay. Why do you think film styles I, change? Uh, well, it's not a film style thing. I'm talking about style. safety versus taking a okay, chance of changing okay. something. Uh, the best example of this? So are you rooting, wait, wait, wait. wait the best are you rooting for this film to be as no. Star Warsy as anything else? I'm but playing middle of the ground here. Argument. I'm playing That's middle of the ground You're not here. playing middle of the ground. You're playing completely the other side. You just made a statement that you cannot back up. And if you have proof of that, I'm, I want to hear it because movie audiences aren't stupid, Rich. They're not stupid. And... Somebody could watch a movie from the 80s. Well, I might be. I went to see Transformers when you, 4. I mean, when you look at something like, let, let's pull out RoboCop. Look at what happened to RoboCop in the 80s. Audiences didn't change. They didn't. The, what people thought they wanted changed. And that's the big difference. A movie like RoboCop works just as well as it does today. If you go back and look at RoboCop, it will never be made to, uh, by today's standards. It, it's too because, slow. Because doesn't have enough blow, things blowing up. It doesn't have RoboCop doesn't have enough things blowing up compared movie, to now. The movie where compared man, to now, the movie where a man is shot for literally a minute and thirty seconds nonstop by machine gun fire. Compared to now, yes, yes. At RoboCop has more action than most regular budget action movies of the day. 
of that day, yes. Uh, no, of today, of today. Because well, look there's at, a difference between style and substance. And if you're saying that audiences have changed, when you look at something like Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie that is the epitome of a film from the 80s made today, you're saying that movie doesn't work. With but the also music, look at, you know, take the example with Robocop and the remake that was made a few years back. Arguably, the new one has more action. It's the same in, I guess, the same amount of action that goes on with Robocop with the time frame, with the time difference. When you look at the majority majority of films from let's say the 80s, you have a lot more subtext, character development, you have a lot more story going on before you get to the violence and the and the explosions and things like that. You I, we sat here watching. That just depends on the film. It depends I mean, on the movie. That's Commando doesn't have a lot of subtext and and plot. Yeah, <laughs> Arnie, who's Arnie going to kill next? Movies are yeah, movies are movies are movies are a spectrum. You know, it's like they are a spectrum. That's exactly right. Movies are a spectrum. Yeah, if you're ter- if you're talking in terms of style, yes, that that '80s action film went out of the way. We couldn't make action films anymore unless they were Saving Private Ryan, right? Or just before that, we can't make action films at all anymore. We need to make action film movies that are campy and dumb and. And really have no business being on the screen, yeah. taking itself seriously. You get something like Last Action here. You get something like True Lies. You get movies where this is just dumb, and we're just going to go ahead and say. Oh, you can't do a movie like Smoking the Bandit because it turns into Fast and Furious. Now you can do anything you want. You this is my. This is it. My doesn't matter. But it, yes, you, you can, can do, do anything you want. Anything but most of those want. films will either become independent films, or they'll they'll be flops at the bo- but box that's, office. But that's studio, not audience. You, you, you specifically mentioned and that's audience. Yes, things. audience. See, this audience, is, this um, is the thing. You're turning this an audience thing. It started with me, and the end is me. Is, is the studio looking at this and making a decision that I think is wrong, that an audience thinks is wrong, that a fan thinks is wrong. I don't want a studio exec who hasn't seen anything except the six Star Wars films, seven Star Wars films that already exist, go, I'm gonna, I know better than everybody else. I'm going to go ahead and change this. You've got enough money that you can buy this world over and then sell it over and then buy it back again. Why not make the film a little bit more dangerous? Why not make the film a little bit harder? A and little look bit what happened grittier? with Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman is something completely different. It's how? dumb. It's different because it's a terrible film. They went darker because they, they darker said they did not want to do the comedy stylings, uh, action, com- action comedies that Marvel was doing. They wanted matter, to take they... something darker, and what happened? But, no, that's, but this is the same studio that made Batman Begins and the Dark exactly. Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, two movie, two series of movies with the exact same tone with completely different executions. Exactly. When you you I went mean, darker with ba- Batman Begins like, is a direct uh, is a direct ref- refutation of Joel Schumacher's crap, right? Yes. So you take a movie that was darker and it was grittier and it was harder and it had more punch and we had a really good film. Batman vs. Superman isn't bad because it's dark and gritty. Batman Superman is bad because it sucks. It's terribly written, horrible characterization, terrible pacing, not great acting in some places, choice to make Lex Luthor into a complete idiot, all of these type of things. That's all. It, it's a big menagerie stuff. It's not just we took this and made it darker. And, well, anything dark blows. No, that's because not what I'm saying. Dark, you just did. No, I'm not saying... When I that. said, why not go darker, you said, well, look what happened with Batman versus Superman. I'm they saying, went darker and it failed. Yes, I'm saying that there are certain things and certain genres that aren't necessarily accepted to, to go that way. If you went in and did a... If you went in and did you a... You do a dark superhero film. You already did it. You did it in Dark Knight. It's called also Super with the Rain Wilson. Which mm, is but that wasn't that wasn't a movie that was geared towards the 
mass audience, the family audience. Well, I think everybody who makes a film wants an audience to see it. That was also an independent film. It doesn't matter. A movie is a movie. Well, no, because it's not, just, again, its distribution saying, wasn't the same. I'm as not something. saying that do I not, want Rogue Squad. Hold don't on, no true Scotsman me on this. You can't say, oh, it's not a true movie if it doesn't have a big audience. It's not a true movie if it doesn't have a small audience. We're not going to play that game of semantics. A movie is a movie. It comes out in the theater. It goes out directly on DVD. It's a film. It doesn't matter who or how it's made. And if a movie has an audience because it's good, it'll get it. Movies like uh, if we're going to talk about the comic book adaptation with Chris uh, Chris Evans. The name totally escapes me, but it's about them on the ice train. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, a movie that limited release, fantastic movie that only got famous until it got onto Netflix with a dark tone, good adaptation of a comic book film. But the movie found its audience even after its theatrical run because it was just good. Look, I'm telling you this as a father. as and You can tell, you can make your snide comments you want in a minute, but... When you're looking at family films... So you let her watch Empire Strikes Back, though. I'm not the same as another mainstream father. I'm not the same as as her class. You are. No, I'm not. I'm I'm making as a father. father. Yes, you didn't let me finish. As a father... We're not asking... Before you say anything, I'm not asking for an R-rated film. What I'm saying is give me the film you said you were going to give me. Within the constraints of PG-13, I totally get in terms of a marketing piece... Revenge of the Sith was PG-13. Uh, Force Awakens, PG-13. Yes. What I'm saying in this is if they're looking at this and going, we want to tone it down, all I'm saying is no. I don't understand where this debate came from. I'm just saying I'm really hoping this makes me nervous because I don't want them to change what they originally intended the film to be. Because and then this it is, that, that's exactly the money that it made and yes, all this other because, stuff. Because – you guys had immediately said, well, I don't understand why they can't give me the film I want. No, I, because never, I never said I didn't understand it. Oh, I, I said I didn't want them to. I, I completely I, understand if some stupid-ass exec looks at a film and goes, let's put the fucking Care Bears in that so we can sell it to somebody else. George I understand Lucas exactly why George Lucas made Teddy Bears. I understand exactly why George Lucas made a whole bunch of different characters in, in, in Return of the Jedi versus what he did in A New Hope because he's like, I got to give Kenner a couple of dozen more figures to make. I completely get that. Fine. That's and it worked to a certain degree. I'm saying this is a different film. I hope it's a different film. I hope it's still good. The hell is that? Who's playing? Uh, who's playing strings here? Okay, look. Star Wars films aren't made for us anymore. Bullshit. They're they're made for bullshit families. They're bullshit. made for kids. You're saying Force Awakens is a family film? He stabs his fucking father. That's not a family film. An entire village dies at the beginning of the film. Slaughtered with laser blasts. You have a go- you have two um, people getting get to fucking watch, tortured. You get to watch Yes, we get to watch Poe Dameron be tortured on screen, bloody face and that all. Oh, uh, my my fire alarm. Oh, is that what it's it going is? Off. That's no good. Yeah, it's going off at home. I'm going to send my folks a message. <laughs> I hope they know. We're actually recording this, right? Like, like, Mom, Dad, I hope you know the house is on fire. Okay, there we go. Look, obviously we're not going to see eye to eye on this. And my uh, no, my I, whole point is, I look, I want, I, I, would, I would love to have a Star Wars film made like your that. point. My point is for everybody so you, to automatically get ju- to jump up in arms like, oh, my God, here we go again. They're ruining my Star Wars movie. They're ruining what I that's wanted. That's not what I said. I didn't say they ruined my Star Wars. What I said was, I really hope they give me the film that they promised me. And if they don't, 
I know I'm screaming at windmills. I don't care. I'm still going to scream about it. I just, I just made a joke. And, and that's but, yeah. <laughs> between you and Eric. But to say, to, to ruin the film that they promised me, they didn't promise you anything. Yes, they did. Well, actually, they did. When yeah. they, they, they promised the fans that this was what they walked the film up to Chris Collar. We promised, as a fan. I know. I'm at celebration. As a fan, that's the film they, they told me they, they were, were going to deliver. Yes, they were making. But you. Just but like, here's the thing. You guys are. You guys are jumping up in arms about this because and you, you don't know what it's going to be. Ant Man. You don't as know what it's going to be. Wright was moved off of Ant Man. You said you were worried about it. I, no, I said I would love to have seen what Edgar Wright was going to do. No, I, when Edgar Wright was first removed before we saw the film, you said you were worried about what that film was going to be. I do recall this, yes. It's You've the had this same reaction. This is why I don't understand your vitriol towards me and Sebastian basically saying, I really hope it's the film they intended to give us, and I'm a little bit nervous about whether it is or not. You especially, because I came in with a joke and then started playing devil's advocate, because I, I, I don't agree. I got more crap from Eric than I got from anybody else. Because right, I don't agree that... But I've also known Eric I don't, for 30 I don't years, agree so. That, that was the other thing, was argument. when Beth read the whole thread, and she looked at it and she goes, I can tell right now who has kids and who doesn't, from just the stands people. Yeah, touch. but I also know, I, I know Eric's doing it tongue-in-cheek. I know Eric feels the well, same Well, no, I, I, I agree. I know how, Eric's, not bringing, Eric's not bringing a four-year-old and a two-year-old to Force Awakens. Sure. Yeah, because that's their choice, but yeah. the idea that... And that's, that's that the thing that Sebastian is... and I got into. The thing with family stuff like that, if you're going to now make every film to make sure that everybody can see it and everything's going to be safe, you get, we're all fucked. You get and that's why, if you want to complain about there's no good films out, there's no good films that come out, the studio system is broken, we don't get adult films, we don't not adult films, but we don't get films with tones that are more that are more adult, with situations that are more... We don't get dramas anymore, we don't get great actions... This is why. And look at the because I, nobody's not, willing to take a chance. And I'm not saying that they don't because we've seen films take a chance. Mm -hmm. We've seen films that end up being Oscar contenders taking chances. We've seen Warner Brothers, Jill Schumacher make, movies make a whole lot of money, and they took a chance saying, you know what, we're not going to do that anymore. Bond. It wasn't like Bond was losing a bunch of cash. They looked to die another day, and they said, you know what, we don't want to do this. We want to do, do something anymore. different. And so they put together a new Bond in a new tone, in a new style, and it was amazing. And, and, uh, I was never going to see another Bond film again after Die Another Day, because that thing is a gigantic turd, but Casino Royale made me as much of a Bond fan as I could be without being Sebastian. Well, and I, well I'm going to, I'm, I'm there's, there's going to be a little bit of schooling on you on Bond history, <laughs> and there's also going to be, but I'm going to piggyback, but the movies that stay in the cultural lexicon, movies like Drive, movies like Snowpiercer, movies that dare to take chances, to be different from the formulaic system. I'm not saying the formulaic system is bad. It produces big money for studios that then you hope they go into producing smaller films. But the movies that stick around, nobody's going to remember Transformers 1 through 10 in the future. They're just going to keep getting made because they're easy money. The movies that people will remember are movies like Drive, a movie that, again, a little nobody movie that everybody on planet Earth eventually ended up seeing because it was really good. And if we're going to talk about the dangers of a formulaic system of film. I'm going to use James Bond. Let's go back to the 1970s when Roger Moore was king of James Bond. Movies that got watered down for every single audience possible across planet Earth. They became campy, they became silly, and they deviated from the Bond formula. The movies that took place before them. The last really good movie he did really was Live and Let Die. And also, I mean, uh, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me, I, I also give a pass, but it's starting to make the trend. And then... 
they decided we don't want to make a movie that's the same anymore. So they hired Timothy Dalton and they went back to classic Bond, a ruthless Bond who murders people in cold blood. He is a killer. Mm -hmm. And what happened, the tiny fraction of the audience, parents, started saying, well, I can't take my child to Bond movies anymore. Where's the jokes? Where's the comedy? And what happened to Timothy Dalton? He got fired. And that's my point. No, I'm no. The point is, is that the wider those movies made a lot of money. They did not suffer critically. They suffered at the hands of a very small audience. Small audience of people who said, "Well, I can't take my kids to see Bond movies." The irony was, they themselves as children went to go see Bond movies with Sean Connery. Yes, but and it's George also a... And you know what happened? They literally killed the franchise trying to make movies for everybody again and movies like tomorrow never dies and die another day and the world is not enough are perfect examples of movies that try to cater to everyone that then failed but you hey, said I it like just a minute ago you said it a minute ago i'm not saying pierce brosnan was bad you said around him failed you said bond decided to, because of the the, the audience that they no, needed they no, changed not, not the audience a very small specific they changed the their audience. formula to to go back to their original styling, so to be something different yes. than what the audience had now accepted as what they liked in a Bond movie. But the problem was is that not the entire audience made that change. A very small, specific, this the small audience of people who are saying, "Think of the children," the very think, think, of the think of the children audience ruined movies like Bond and forced <laughs> them to play it safe. And the idea is here again that think of the children. I can't take them to go see a Star Wars movie when they saw. Force Awakens, they saw Empire Strikes Back, they saw A New Hope, and we're fine with it. And the problem is, is it not... Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And the idea is, is not... Because the thing is, the argument isn't that audiences' tastes haven't... The, the way that they consume movies has changed, and their stylings have changed. But the idea that the audience cannot handle movies as they were when they were made in different decades is not true, because movies like, like The Artist... A silent black and white film made Best Picture and made a shit ton of money being absolutely different. Yes, but you're talking about movies and stuff that aren't necessarily uh, no families are going no, to no, take to. No, the no majority. Movies are movies that no, that's not what I'm to. saying. I'm saying that you said that if you change the tone of a Bond movie to go back to, to something more gritty, then it didn't work. And, and most no, it people. It did work. It did work. Parents didn't in your like it. in your yeah. opinion, financially it did not work. Yes, they did. Those movies did really, really well. And everybody says that Timothy Dalton is one of the best Bonds. They do. most people say he's. If you ask them, he's their least favorite. He's their least favorite because he's in three films he's and he's in, ugly. He's in two films and he's not a very handsome man. <laughs> two films, three but, films, but, two films. But, but the thing like is, Bond, they changed their formula. And that's if also they, anecdotal. And, and they, they changed their formula because of that. Yes, but if they're saying that the reason that they were going to do this because it didn't fit into a classic Star Wars formula or tone, then they got worried because then their core audience may not want to go to it. Or their core audience could see it and go, oh my God, this is awesome. It's a Star Wars film. It's a little bit different. But as did we see, studios don't like to love, take those did changes. Did you love G.I. Joe Cobra? No. As a comic? No, as a, com as a comic. Oh, yes. Why? Because it was something that I enjoyed. It Why? Was the, way, the tone Why? of it. Bingo. You enjoyed the tone of a comic that was not like any G.I. Joe comic before it. But you studios don't... I don't give a shit. But... I don't care. I want them to take a fucking chance and give me a film that has as much emotional impact as much grit, drama, as much adult situations, as much that you can give me as the legacy of the Force book series in which 
Han Solo's son becomes a fascist dictator and, spoiler alert, gets murdered by his own fucking sister. That's what I want. And if they're not going to give it to me, fine. But I'm still going to tell them that maybe they should. And that was the whole point over next subject. We've I would like, on this, I would have liked to have been on this that long too. enough. Keep I going. Been, no, I hasn't been to say Or Shauna could say it. All right. So I might have, so, oh, now it's thinking, it's thinking about the whole, it's thinking about the whole argument here. Um, so I was excited when I was, when I, when I heard about Star Wars, you know, taking, about them taking a chance with this new Star Wars movie and everything. It's like, I wanted to, all right. Can you hear me a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was, so I was, exci- so I was excited about um, them taking, them taking a chance with this new, with this new type, with this new type of movie. And to me, what made me, what made me happy about that is that I think that the very spirit of movies, movies and sci-fi in particular is ta- is taking chances. Is like it's supposed it's supposed I mean it's supposed to be about I mean this 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 that's the sky's a limit with the sky's a limit with this genre, and I wanted to see Star Wars. I wanted to see Star Wars just take that chance, do something different, and quite uh, and quite honestly, I'm a little bit dis- I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so disappointed if they play if they play it safe. And I do agree with Sebastian what he said about the Force Awakens. Is that they played it a little bit too safe? Gave us more. Gave us more of the same. The whole think of the cho- the whole think of the children thing thing, and honestly, like if you want to take if you want to take your kids to go to go see a to go see a movie like this, like look. I mean, just like look. I mean, like look look at the ratings. I mean, that, that, that this is why the rating system exists, and like on it. And honestly, ca- trying to cater to everybody doesn't. I don't think. I don't think it works. Because if you're trying to make everybody happy, then nobody, then nobody's happy. That's right. But and and I, I look, I see both sides of this, and I agree. I want a Star Wars film that's dirty, gritty, and a war movie. And but, that's what we're going to get. But I see what other parents and, and families want and think. I, I've, I'm around I'm with them. I'm not saying I don't. And I they're not wanting that. Th- they want to be able to take their kids to a – Star Wars film that they feel is fun. Yes, they want to have some of it. With you, with that, what we're saying is stop ruining the film to try and cater to what ostensibly is a smaller audience. But it's not. Families are the larger audience now with Star Wars. Next topic. Just move on. We're, no one's going to agree. Just let's just move on. Well, we'll we'll, get, we'll skip the X Men to last because we'll go right into it. Well, what's wrong with? I mean, what happened to the the? And we've pretty much already covered it. Really. The summer of 2016 was supposed to be a big blockbuster year, and well, it ain't over yet. We're looking at it, but when you look at the films now, are there really any films that stand out for the rest of the summer besides maybe Finding Dory? That you go, oh my god, we, you know, we have this movie coming, this movie coming, this movie. I don't yeah. know if we usually do by this point of us going to see them. No, but we did. We, last year we had we well, had some. Mikey and I touched on this a little bit before we started recording the podcast because I was telling him, well, you know, now that uh, X Men's out and like Alice in Wonderland, it's like there's really nothing that's coming out other than Finding Dory, Independence Day, and Star Trek, Star Trek, and Suicide Squad. So and you still got five what we think could be big films. The thing with yeah. this is, if anyone's surprised, I'm not. Because what's bombed, I expected to bomb. I didn't expect Turtles to do more than $30 million, and it's barely going to. I didn't expect Alice to do anything. I said it from the start. Nobody, there is no buzz in that film at all. No one was going to go see that. A sequel that's six years too late to a movie that people don't remember. Right. Yeah. There's, there's... X-Men, I didn't think X-Men was going to do gangbusters. It did about what I thought it was going to do. There's nothing that I've had that surprises me that I can think of 
Do you either think... being re- either making a hell of a lot more money and a lot more critical play- praise than you would expect, or bombing that I wouldn't have expected? Do to you bomb. think taking your personal feelings out of it, Ghostbusters has a chance to be a surprise? It'll make it'll make money. No, I still the thing is that's is a, now that that's a that's a here's kind of a loaded question because the Ghostbusters thing is Superman is, Batman made a lot of money too, yeah. but it well, no, no. In terms of in terms of what we're gonna see, I think the zygus has changed. Six months ago, everyone said, "Oh, Ghostbusters isn't gonna make a lot of money," and then all of a sudden, in the last few weeks, I've seen all these predictors saying this is gonna make a ton of money because of the this new trailer that came out. Everybody yeah, it is. got excited. A bunch no, of people standing in line for a movie. Waiting to see Ghostbusters. Yeah, they're I don't. Really I don't think they're right. I, I really don't. I don't think if it does, it does, and I'm wrong. I don't think Ghostbusters is going to make more than forty million dollars. I still see the general budge, um, budge, budge. The, yeah. They're budget on the movie. general buzz on the movie still being on the negative side. It is in the, terms the, of, of our circles. Yes. No, not even our circle. I'm. Mean, I'm saying. I'm seeing. I'm seeing like Entertainment Weekly and Hollywood Reporter and these type of big things. The people that they have on that are predicting box office. Well, those are people that are probably getting paid off to do that. I'm just saying, too. those are the people, those official those official predictors and recommend not recommendations, official predictors is that the movie's going to make a lot of money in its opening weekend. Like my, I don't think my friends, I don't think it will. I think there's enough people like us that look at that and go, "This looks like a big pile of." Trash. Well, you also got to look at it, and I mean, outside of outside of the circle, both of those trailers are two of the are, are especially the first one, but the second one included. There are some of the most disliked. Trailers in all of YouTube's history. Yeah, uh, I still think you have it. You have a, a vocal right minority I, that goes to YouTube to visit, to visit sure, trailers versus when, people that are in the theater. Sure, I think I think the, the biggest thing that you're going to sell this film towards is people who have never seen Ghostbusters. Right, that's their their big sell, and that's why I don't understand having a movie that looks like it's just Ghostbusters all over again. But okay. it's the bigger, is to the, have a film that you're you're marketing this film to generally to people. Who weren't alive when the first Ghostbusters came out? Right. Correct. But the bigger problem with their PR push too is that they've been like, "Well, if you don't like the movie, you're a misogynist," and that's that's yeah, that's being, that's a whole different that's also, issue. That's also become sort of the joke of the movie. I mean, when you look at uh, people who've come out on the internet and said, "Well, we don't," I like uh, one guy, uh, uh, angry uh, angry video game nerd James Rolfe came out and said, "Like, look, Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time, and because of my personal biases, you've been asking me, I'm not going to go see it." And just simple, and he explained his reasons why. Yeah. Very reasonable. But then Pat Oswalt decides to put him on blast, and this guy gets for a week straight getting horrible. His wife. Well, it's is like a gold every digger. time that we've we're dis- gonna go. You yeah, know, we're gonna if you, you we're gonna come find you. And, every time that we discussed the now, well, you're a misogynist if you don't like. The every movie. time that we've discussed how we feel before even seeing the film, we have to put the caveat of. We it, it doesn't matter. No, that yeah. it doesn't matter that there's women in those roles. Right. I don't care. Exactly. Right. Some of us are fans of the the particular comics that are in it. I personally said I think the talent level of those four women deserves a better they film do, oh, than uh, what sure, it looks like they're sure. getting. There are people that are just like, oh, the big Ghostbusters with stupid women in it. That's right. just dumb. Look, my daughter's class the other day when I was there was every kid there was talking about wanting to see Ghostbusters. To me, this film looks like it is now. I don't know if it's intentional or unintentionally geared itself towards kids, and kids didn't seem to be excited about it. Sure. That, that's so, what they're, but they're kids. That, well, you know, the film is playing. Kids off don't for them. make you money. <laughs> yeah, the, the kids do make you money. No, because kids don't. take their parents, so they have to. Oh, yes, they do. No, okay. their their tickets are discounted. Take- they, they take, yeah, but the parents aren't the popcorn. No, kids, believe me, kids make a, a, the difference with the movie. Or uh, not. They do not. Hey, you know what? There's if decades of my kid came up to me statistics to to back that up. 
Yes, yeah, so I would if, have if, a kid and then say if, that. If I make that like, comment, nope, you're not going. No, if my kid came up to me and said, "Let's go see Ghostbusters," I would explain to him why that looks like a terrible film, and we'll wait until it comes out on Netflix. And then that's right. Have you. a kid, just, have a kid, them. and you'll you'll. And then they'll leave. hate you because you never take them to do stuff, fun stuff. No, that's I'll take like, them to good oh. movies. Okay, so June seventeenth, we have Finding Dory and Central Intelligence. Anybody think Central Intelligence going to do anything? You notice how they've dropped that whole storyline in the in the advertisement for it that The Rock was fat in high school. And then he turns into the rock later. That whole thing is gone from all the new advertising. Yeah. I forgot that was the same film. I'm like, oh, wait, this is the film where the rock was fat in high school. And then Kevin yeah. Hart's character turns him into, like, he gives him the motivation to stop being fat because he's a bully. It, like, they've just, like, totally forgotten all of that there. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. There's a lot of independence well, coming out this summer. The central intelligence looks like it's going to be, like, right along. It's, gonna it's get a that, total right along. It's going to get that It's a, it's a Kevin that audience. There's, yeah, a, bit of an, not, there's a bit of an irony talking about the, uh, talking about movies that, like, oh, why is 2016 not doing good while you defend the changes that are Star Wars is making for the exact reason, reason audiences have been complaining so loudly that they're just getting cookie-cutter schlock every year and they're sick and tired of it and then complain that like well they're just complaining about star wars they're rabble rousing about star wars but no people are sick and tired of seeing tmnt2 again people are sick and tired of seeing alice in wonderland 2 again look here's the thing people are sick and tired of seeing total recall again ghostbusters again robocop we live in a world now where everybody not only does everybody have an opinion that they can now voice very loudly on the internet unfortunately but we also live in a world where Movie everybody thinks are down. Everybody thinks ha- everything has decade. to be PC and, and it has to be so I'm friendly to whatever I'm environment. Not even, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that, that there's an irony in having this discussion after you so vehemently defend Star Wars. For I have no horse in the race of Star Wars Rogue One being good or bad. I'll wait to go see it. I made a joke on it. But to have this discussion unironically when... Like, oh, well, why do you think 2016's not doing the well? Well, movie audiences have spoken, and they're tired of it. Ticket sales have gone down year over year for the last decade. Nobody goes to see as many movies anymore, and the only reason movies make as much money as they do is because ticket prices are higher and higher. I really hit a nerve with him, didn't I? No, because, because you, I at look, least can I learned this a long time ago. If you're going to debate Sebastian, you better be ready. And you better have your facts straight. Yes, but, okay, look, I have facts for it, but the other side of it is... I, and this is what I've noticed, and take this as as as, um, as some respective criticism. You have a tendency when you and and I do this sometimes too. When you get on your tangent with it or or your your side of the debate, you get closed minded to listening to what other people have because you automatically go, well, uh, uh, for an example, well, well, families don't matter. If it, you know who cares about the kids and who cares about the family? Well, I never said that though. No. You did I, say who no, cares about I the kids. Did. I he did. did, and I quoted a joke from the video on YouTube we all watched at the same time with Mr. Plinkett. I even quoted oh, exactly who said it, fuck, and no, from no. what and from what YouTube video I was quoting. And that was part of it. In is quotes. If if we wanted to, argue, that's the that's his whole video for for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, a movie that is completely out of tone with the first two Indiana Jones films, especially. But even Last Crusade, which you start to see move into that more campy action, yes. more the, the stakes aren't as high sort of thing. You know, you have the Messerschmitt going through the tunnel like, oh, I got a car next to me. Oh, no. Um, very different than the films that preceded it, and especially when you get to there. But 
That's it's neither here nor there. We we have a different subject. Okay, so what now. the the rest of the movie is like? There's Legend of Tarzan that's coming out. That B- looks horrible. Awful. The BFG. Uh, there's that not enough yet make, for me to make a decision. What Secret that? Life. That's the that's, that's the, the adaptation of the Roald Dahl book. I love yeah. the book. In terms of what you're gonna see Steven as a Spielberg, as a another, uh, big huge movie. movie? So, so no, I don't. I think until we get to maybe Ghostbusters. Um, but then most I don't of the know if season's done, though, yeah, so. I don't know if Independence Day is going to have a huge opening weekend um, because it, again, it, you're, it's a film that's twenty five years. Well, Independence you know, Day is even opening June twenty uh, fourth. Yeah, July fourth so. is a terrible weekend to open. People are gone. Mm-hmm. Which, they don't go to the movies. Uh, as much as what, uh, the Tarzan, Tarzan Purge the election and the BFG. Yeah, see, there's but, nothing big on that weekend because it's a hard. It's not a weekend I think a lot of people go to see films anymore. And the next weekend is Secret Life of Pets and Mike and nope. Dave need nope. wedding dates. Not, and I'm not saying anything in terms of... That actually looks kind of funny. Yeah, it does. Um, not in terms of the quality of films. That's not what we're saying. If, we, if you're talking about box office in terms of money, in terms of big, big films, I don't know if we'll see anything until... Jason Bourne? You won't see it with Jason Bourne either. I think a Star lot of Trek people, Beyond. Star Trek you could see, but I think it'll Star be Trek on... Star Trek already took a big hit. Well, here, that's I think you'll see that too. on par with... with that was one darkness. of the points I made yeah. with Mikey is that Star Trek has gotten to a point I think it's plateaued. And it's not enough people that are going to be buzzing about that movie to go want to see it. I think the it. first the trailer really hurt it. The first trailer... Because a lot of then, Star Trek But the thing with the second like trailer it. is and there's other Star Trek fans. Like, Brandon is, is one of my coworkers, is a big Star Trek fan. He doesn't like the J.J. Abrams at all, much like Sebastian, for a lot of the same reasons. He saw the second trailer for Beyond, and he thought... This kind of feels more like a Star Trek movie. See, I, I've had a couple that Star gives Trek me, fans That gives that. me that kind of hope. So, who knows? Uh, I don't think, again, it, you're talking about something that's going to do that 70, 80, 100 million dollars. I don't think we'll see that. Weekend. In that opening weekend. X-Men maybe Sarah Suicide Squad. Maybe Suicide Squad. Maybe I think maybe Independence Day is the only other movie this summer that I'm really thinking can do it. I don't but, know if anyone has that zygus to see that movie. Like, yeah. like Jurassic World was even that, a surprise to me. The, that, to do 100 million. To do yeah. 100 million like Jurassic World, I kind of looked at it as like, Okay, idiots like me are super excited, but is the general audience really going to go see Jurassic that's World why, on par with what Jurassic Park was in 1993? Right. And sure enough, those first few weeks was gangbusters like crazy. Yeah, that's, so that's why for me, Independence Day is the toss up for me. That's yeah, that's the, one, the, that's the wild. You don't know. No. Even yeah. even me that like Independence Day for me is a film that I like the first hour of it because I was like setups of, of alien movies, and it's dumb. And it's probably a movie I should just absolutely hate, but I can still watch it. It's, it's, it's still a lot of people that it. loved it. But do you, oh, think, yeah. do you think it could suffer from the same thing that you said Alice in Wonderland yeah. suffered from? Oh, yeah. That, that's Coming out way too late. Yeah. For someone like me that was an adult at the point where, where Independence Day came out, you know, 18 years old, and went to see it, I'll probably go see this. I know it's going to be terrible. This is but, at least an anniversary year. Yeah, and so I'm like, Alice okay, sure. just and Al- Alice was one of those things from the start of like, there's no buzz for this mm-hmm. to be. Well, the first movie didn't do that well either. The first movie did really well because it 3D. was that second film after it was the first film after Avatar that was like 3D super. Sure, that did like seventy to hundred million dollars in its first weekend. It did one hundred and twenty, I think. Yeah, I still remember being so shocked on Sunday yeah. seeing the numbers for that. And then as people started explaining, a lot of people went and bought $15, $16 3D tickets for that. Yeah, it was somewhere like between $117 and $120 million yeah. or something. And it did well, but it's one of those films, much like Avatar was, where you walked out and went, okay, I enjoyed that for what it was, but I don't need to see anything else from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus something like, you know, we go to see Iron Man or Avengers and go, okay, I want to see what's next for this. 
Um, well, I, I enjoy. I, see, I like the first one, and I, I saw this one. And I was like, okay, well, I can I can see where this has a very it niche did, audience. One sixteen for its opening. Yeah, well, I, it said, uh, one, one, yeah. I said one seventeen to one twenty. So I was yeah, yeah, yeah. ballpark. I just thought it was seventy, and then when it was like when I saw this year, it was one sixteen. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my god! In terms of Independence Day, it's one of those things. It was always supposed to have a sequel. There was a talk about a sequel mm-hmm. as, as soon as that movie ended. It was it was a successful movie when it came yeah, out. Yeah, and uh, the Roald Emmerich was like, "We're going to do a ground war movie, and we're going to do this, and then everything just kind of we're going to show you the aliens this time." They sort of show you the yeah, they show you when I, it gets out, and then he says, "Welcome to Earth," and then you get to see the inside a little bugger. <laughs> So it, nah. it looks like a big. I, in terms of money, I don't know. I, Look, I really that's don't. my that's my wild card. Suicide. But you wild. don't think. But going into this, I Jason see. Bourne with all its lineage. You don't think so? No. Because the last Bourne movie that didn't, didn't have Bourne so in it died. This one has him back. That's great. I'm excited for the. You I don't think it'll do 100 million in the first weekend? No. I don't think it's going to bomb, but I don't think it's going to do 100. You're talking 50, 60, maybe. Because last year it seemed like we had a lot of movies. We did, and there was a lot of stuff we were surprised by. This mm-hmm. year, like again, I've looked at it from the start. I haven't seen anything that wasn't where I thought it would be. Right. Well, it seems like everything. Was I, I knew Batman to Superman either... was going to make a bunch of money. I knew Captain America: Civil War was going to make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Jungle Book, if we want to call that a summer film, that might be the only thing that really surprised me. But I knew it was going to be successful. Well, that one uh, didn't. They, was that after Batman: Superman? Or... I think so. It was just after. Yeah. yeah, it was like the next weekend or whatever. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing so far that's happened well, that I would say. I'm oh yeah, I never too, saw because that. you know this coming. This time slot of the summer of 2016 was originally what Star Wars was supposed to be in. So I'm kind of curious if maybe a lot of studios knew how big that was going to be and kind of already planned well, their no, movies episode, around episode that. Episode 7 was supposed to be last summer. But Rogue was. Rogue was listed as summer? I thought Rogue was always listed for December. Mm, I thought it was supposed to because it was supposed to be, we were like, wow, they're going to have six months apart? No. Mm, yeah, maybe you're right. Either that or it was Rogue was December and two and eight was uh, supposed to be. I think spring. that was it. Where we said could that was be. Only, anyway, even if it was or wasn't, well, yeah, I don't it was, think. It I don't was think that's end from, of May. I think is that's when it was a week. Though. Though. That's the thing. Is that's a, that's something you you run away from for a weekend or two. What about now? Now you see me, too. That's no, coming it's out. Not do anything. Even the first. I mean, the first one was again first successful, okay. but it's not a blockbuster. It's not a movie that made three four hundred million dollars over the world. Yeah, no, but looking at the list, you know, I, I really, I think Independence Day has a chance. Other than like Finding Dory, your international Finding Dory is going to be Finding Dory is going to be. I think huge. Finding Dory is going to be monstrous. Because I think that film yeah, has the a BFG lot of, could be a number. Could it hit a hundred million first. The weekend? only reason that I would say no is weekend. you know me, I'm fairly connected. I had no idea what that movie is. It's Disney and Steven Spielberg. So. I, I still had no idea what that movie is. And then what? I mean, there's obviously I've not seen a single trailer. Uh, or the Secret or Life of Cats and Dogs looks like the cartoons are going to be the big ones this summer. You have you have that one. You also have the Secret Ice Age movie. Weird. I, Ice Age. I think the last Ice Age didn't do well either. I don't think it's going to do as well. I think that the Secret Life of Cats and Dogs is you've going got, to do. You've got a lot diminishing better. returns with with this type of stuff. It's kind of like what we said with Amazing Spider-Man. Once you get to diminishing returns from Amazing Spider-Man to Amazing Spider-Man Two. You're you're done. You're out. You got as go. much as people like cat and dog videos online. They're gonna love. I know, just I, talking it, cats and dogs and animals. You've got to make choices, and that's the thing. Well, Everyone's gonna Zootopia hold off sort to of do. Beat them to the punch. Zootopia is the a, one that's shocked me like animal, crazy. A yeah. Talking animal. Um, and, and also, there's nothing around Zootopia. You're not in the middle of the busy season. 
you've got Dory, and then I think releasing another film in the summer, you're going to be okay. Hey, the trailer for Zootopia that had the sloth in it—that that's the one. Oh got yeah, me. Every, oh, that's like, that's everybody. That's that, that, yeah. And really the Secret Life, the Secret Life trailers, the two trailers are completely different. Yes, uh, the one is like a non-story trailer, which is just the department door closes and everybody goes crazy. And then the second one is like I—I fr- I didn't even realize it was the same film. Like, boy, that style looks exactly like. Oh wait, that's the same film. Okay. Yeah, because the one of I, the little dog gets lost or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. It's a story that's been done. I don't. I don't know that anybody was predicting. Like, when you talked about last year in terms of the entire year, and in 2014, there were. I remember Crack did that article saying something in 2015 is going to have to fall through the cracks because mm-hmm. there's all these huge films that are supposed to come out. I don't know if anyone said that about 2016. Going, this is going to be a you know, a, a banner year. I don't think you're beaten next year, or last year. And the only reason last year beat the year before was because of Star Wars. What about Pete's Dragon? That's in August, oh, too. No. It's not going to make. You don't but think so? As no. intrigued as I am about it, How much are you paying for your ticket to see it? I'm going to go see it. Yeah, how much are you going to pay for it? It's not going to be like a Guardians or a Star Wars type. No, thing, no, but how much, how much? The single ticket that you're going to go buy. Are you going matinee or are you going... Oh, whatever. I mean, it'll probably be Saturday morning or something. Okay, so you're going to spend like 10 bucks. Ten, yeah. Okay, that movie's gonna make ten dollars. <laughs> well, no, it'll at least make at least make thirty because Beth and Arabella will go see it. Too. Oh no, they won't. They're, Beth wants to see it. It's like twenty dollars. <laughs> well, no, Arabella really needs to start listening to you. I cannot wait to see how much you're gonna complain. She's gonna about ask you film. to get a sitter. Which, by so the way, when table? are you seeing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two? You told us you were gonna go see it. No, I'm not. You were you were adamant about going I'll, to see it. I'll watch it. it free on the. You were oh yeah that's right we want to announce on the thing that Rich is stealing movies. I'm not stealing them. I pay for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also Ben Hur coming out in August and nope. the Mechanic that Resurrection. No. I didn't know they did they remake Ben Hur. Yes yeah. they are. Yes. Wow. Judah Ben Hur. And again people are wondering why that the movies aren't doing so hot this year. Yeah you got all those biblical decades. stories to do. Why do Ben Hur? So yeah I mean you, you have Jason Bourne and Bad Moms coming out July 29th. Um, I don't even know what Bad Moms is either. Star Trek will be out. Uh, Star Trek comes out Gila the week Kunis. of Comic Con. There's talking that they're going to do a screening at Comic Con. They are. Of course they are. Are they? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it'll be in the movie theaters around Comic Con. It's. it's <laughs> I agree with everybody. That this is a very lackluster year, especially after 2016 there's, there's or 15 there. Here's the and thing. 17. Supposed there's to be probably big. more films on there that I'm interested in seeing. Than there was in 2015. I think, but I don't think there's more films in there that are going to make more money than anything did in 2015. Yeah, I no, I agree with that. I think if I'm not mistaken, though, a lot of this stuff is slated for the end of the year. That looks good. Well, well, yeah. there's always prestige films at the end of the year. And stuff I mean, like then that. you get October. You have Do- you have no- uh, Inferno with Tom Hanks and Felicity Jones. Yeah, and then you have Doctor Strange. Tom, Tom Hanks really, uh, really struck out with Bridge of Spies there. Yeah, but it's the last Dan Brown one though too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, but the se- didn't the second one bomb though? Didn't yeah. it? Well, Angels and Demons. It Angels and Demons, because right? it's a prequel. Where people okay. didn't understand. There was no Jesus in it, so they did didn't... okay. But it, you know. But then you then you have no Doctor Child. Strange and Trolls. Trolls of the Cartoon with Anna uh, Kendrick and uh, Justin Timberlake. Then you have the Harry Potter Fantastical Beasts. That'll um, make money. That's one of the ones that I think is off a lot of people's radars, and it's just going to explode. December twenty first, you have Assassin's Creed. And then talk about a movie 10 years too late. Bridget Jones' Baby. <laughs> is the baby 10? <laughs> Doesn't look like it. So you wrap up the year with Assassin's Creed and Rogue One. I don't think Assassin's Creed is going to be that big. It'll be big with the video game crowd. I don't know. because no, Most games, video games. How many video game video movies have you done that have been great, any good? Although, what did you think of the trailer, well, Sebastian? Somebody that plays it, the game. It looked 
like Assassin's Creed, but a lot of video game movies look, look like the, yeah. the trailer. Yeah, yeah like yeah, Doom yeah. put you right in the game, sure. remember? Of course, that's what I want when I go see a movie. I want to play the game. I'm the last ten minutes yeah, hard, you were... hard, how, how, how well did Hardcore Harry or whatever do, that POV movie? Which was really interesting about Hardcore Harry, because Hardcore Harry Henry. was a, was a short. Henry? was yeah. a was a, like a YouTube yeah. short for a music video. And then somebody saw it and went, hey, let's do something good. And I will say this, because I did see Hardcore Henry. It's interesting, and I applaud them for doing something different. I applaud them for doing something different, but for, as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, I can't see that because I'm about to throw up. I, but the bigger problem was is that a lot of the movie sacrifices story to yeah. try something. And even the story's not too terrible. It's got a very generic, basic, paper-thin plot. But it's one of those things like, okay, this is something that... Like something on YouTube as some short films would be as a two-hour film is not something that works, but I it's something like I can see this actually being useful somewhere else because there's a, a lot of other people trying it too. Somebody did a a great first-person shooter using uh, using I think Omegle, where people would log in automatically to see a video and then it would just be like give directions to the guy you're oh, playing. That was so it's really great. cool. It's oh really my great. god! It's something very very different. I think it's going to work, and we'll see what happens with and stuff like that. So besides the movies we know of for 2017, because it looks like it's now every other year is going to be a big year, or this could be the calm before the storm because we have you know both DC and Marvel revved up in starting 2018 or 17 hmm. but we are 18 we have but we have Resident Evil the final chapter in 2017 is it going to be the final, the final chapter, chapter. what it is is the final chapter with Mila Jovovich and then they're so going to reboot yeah, the but franchise those, but all those movies bombed so Jovovich not Jovovich <laughs> Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's <laughs> so then we're going to have Jehovah's a Witness. third Smurf movie, Smurfs The Lost Village. Oh, because oh, that's going to be the blockbuster this summer. I, I can't believe right that's now. only the third. It feels like there's already been 40 well, of I those. Mean, I think the, the Alvin and the Chipmunks throws you off. Pirates of the Caribbean, See, Dead Men Tell No Tales. when they do a new... That's going to bomb. Yeah. That when they do a new Alvin and Chipmunks movie, because I just want to see what they subtitle it. Yes. Because that way I can start the joke the whole way... It's still one of my proudest moments when I'm not in the car and the chipwrecked movie and Rich pulls up to the billboards right off to the side and his daughter in the back seat goes, see, because it says chipwrecked instead of shipwrecked. They replace the word. That's why it's funny, which was my joke for the entire two weeks before that. Like, that's how I know I'm making a difference. Those, Despicable those, Me 3. Those, those and kids a, really made the Minions movie a blockbuster. Minions was good. Despicable Minions Me 3 is going to be out. In 2017. Did I see the second one? Yeah, I think I saw the second one. And Avatar 2. Those children, they really really making... That's that's just aside from everything else that's going to be out that year. I think Avatar 2 is a bomb. I think Well, that's the thing. Avatar 2 is now falling into that category of it's few years too late for a sequel. I don't think it one. was ever ready. That's the thing is, I don't think anyone was clamoring for that movie to be. Well, yeah, to everybody have a was interested in seeing it because of how good it looked. Yeah, and wanted it's to a see gorgeous the, movie. Yeah, wanted to see the second one. But the thing is that James Cameron dragged his feet for so long on making that movie. Well, I think he also had to find the money. I think even executives dude had the money. Look, no, well, <laughs> he has the money. Yeah, he he needs to find a studio to help finance it. Avatar is a three hundred million dollar picture. Yeah, just to just to make it, he doesn't have three hundred million dollars. When that, when he's that not movie made over two billion dollars, but he doesn't and, get all that money. Well, no, I'm saying you know that movie made two billion dollars. You'd think the studio would be like, yeah, we'll spend. That's what I'm saying. Is it. that's the smart decision? There is even seeing that, recognizing this is what they didn't do with Alice, mm-hmm. recognizing what that film was at the time that it came out, and that the bulk of that box movie. office is a technical 
oh, everyone wants to go see it. Everyone yeah. wants to see you know, stuff like that. Remember, this is a film that everyone thought, oh, it's going to win Best Picture. It's going to win Best Picture. And it lost to The Hurt Locker. So it lost to a, a $50 million picture shot in a couple of weeks in Iraq. You know, yeah. Why do you Iraq think before. it is that these movies that we're seeing that, you know, the, like we just discovered the rest of the summer, why is it we're not expecting them to do so well? Like, you know, if you would have looked at some of this because lineup I, years I ago, you would have gone $100 million easy or whatever. I, I think people are sick of seeing, seeing direct sequels. Remakes and reboots. Well, yeah, that's and because over even Marvel, Marvel gives you different characters every year. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing Cap one, and then there's no Marvel films, and then Cap two, and there's no Marvel films, and there's Cap three. Well, even within those films, they're giving you other characters. That's what I mean. Is, is you're seeing films that are progressing nicely. They're they're breaking the mold of this type of thing. We're not seeing sequel fatigue. We're not seeing uh, the the the. You know, we're waiting for the bubble to burst for Marvel. At some point, Marvel's going to have a failure, and we keep. Do pointing you think that's going, why? Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. And it isn't because they still make quality films. What? Hey, it's Doctor. It's a uh, Doctor Crusher. Do you um, think the why uh, uh, Avengers two, Iron Man two, Iron Man three, and Thor two didn't do as well as their predecessors is because they are sequels? No, I think they they're inferior good. product. Iron Man Two is inferior to Iron Man One. Do you Iron think, do you think that people are starting to feel that sequels are that's the way sequels are going to be? They're not because gonna, I, I think you're going to no, see because I think you're going to see yeah. I think you're going to see Infinity War Part One make more than the first Avengers film, partly because tickets are going to be more mm-hmm. even just a few years from now, but also because anyway. what people are excited about beforehand. You're getting Thanos, you're getting Cosmic, you're getting the Russo brothers doing it. There's a lot of differences in that in terms of that sequel. Why, you know... I mean, Cap 2 and Cap 3 are probably their most successful sequels. But they're also very different. As far as good yeah, movies. Yeah, and that's what I said. They're, 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 we've... Personally, I don't think Cap 3 is better than Cap 2, but I'm, that's semantics. No, I agree with that. They're, all three of the Cap films are quality films. They're really well done. At this point, you really want to go back and see what they could have done with Cap One if the Russo brothers had done. Sure, it. Um, but Joe Johnston, to his credit, you know, someone who doesn't get enough credit for doing some big films that people are like, because eh, he did Jurassic Park Three also, which made enough money. Do you think that um, Guardians is going to do as well as Guardians One? Probably. People literally love Guardians because you know, step up. So, so oh, Channing Tatum should be in Guardians Two. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Just, just, just do the, just get in there and do Papa Lockin or something or whatever. They replace and replace Chris Pratt with that, Danny no, Dane. just that whole film is Dude, just a dance fans film. would revolt. What if they made? What if they made Guardians two a musical? So, anyways, yep. a musical where everybody dances. So and it's just dance off. So, anyways, there seemed to be a mixed review or mixed uh, um, liking of the X Men Apocalypse movie within this group. Sebastian, you didn't like it. Nope. Ethan, you I was say, did you even see it? Didn't really care about it. I, w- I will say I didn't I did like care. it, but I mean, I thought you you but you didn't like it. It does stuff right. Yeah, and I did, does stuff it, wrong. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. So I'm I'm like in the middle on it. There's I feel things. you're that way with a lot of films, <laughs> right? But that's the thing is, I think because I don't have not, no, I'm not I'm saying not, it's a bad thing. It's kind of like Sebastian. Sebastian rarely has a visceral for me, reaction to when a film I watch movies. It's more on the fact of you know understanding a story or do i enjoy a story and the characters and it's not like oh well you know they they used gene gray wrong and i hate this movie because no, they no. used her incorrectly or, I, guess I don't the, i don't nitpick on those type what of was things the, what was the last film you saw that like as soon as you saw it you realized you loved it cap 
that I loved it. Yeah, that you're like, oh my god, I really love uh, this film. Batman versus Superman. Fuck no. <laughs> We're never gonna get rid of that explicit tag. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Between you and me, this is not happening. Uh, Minions. The last one, no, I would really have to say it would be Cap. I hadn't. I still Which have Cap. Uh, the the last one, the Civil War. Because I think you know, it's still. Something that I want to go see again, but yeah. I just haven't found the no, time I just, for. It, just it's, it's more like of like of those... seeing how often you have. Because mm-hmm. Shana, I, have I'm, you seen it? I'm kind of in. Um, I have. I haven't mainly because I'm just like, 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 ha- like half my Facebook feed hates it, half my Facebook feed loves it. I'm just like, maybe I should just wait. Well, that's why. That's why I bring this up is because we are pretty torn here because both Chris and Mikey both liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. I'm not. I'm not saying I love it. I like Days of Future Past more. But I really liked it. I thought it was a really good film. And I thought it did things that not necessarily broke a mold, but it didn't fit into what we've seen with these type of films before. One of the things I said to you is it doesn't follow that, that formula of good guy, bad guy, fight, bad guy gets away. Good guy, bad guy, fight, bad guy gets away. Good guy, bad guy, fight, bad guy dies. There aren't three conflicts in here between right. Apocalypse and the characters that are there. It felt very comic booky to me. As someone as a 90s fan, it had a lot of those elements of the 90s. It had a lot of the elements of the Chris Claremont in the 80s and early 90s of kind of these pieces going all over the place. Um, I really like, I, I, I thought the decision to make Apocalypse a physical character instead of trying to CGI him and make him bigger or whatever, and instead having his intimidation not come through his size, but for the fact that he owns dozens of powers. Um, See, I didn't. I didn't thing. feel that he. Uh, I didn't feel very intimidated by him. I. He he kills everyone in spoiler. He kills everybody in the in the in the 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 metalworking plant with a thought. Yes, but Magneto was going to kill him anyways. And but that doesn't matter. Magneto would have had to take a little time to kill them. He kills them instantaneously. Not much, because you know when Magneto kills those first eight well, people, he, he, he drops them into the ground, and they all kind of get stuck there. Man, Some them of them are still alive. But, yeah, it's, it's, they're just it's in the middle of the floor. Very quick. I no, I I I actually I, I would really like him to it. be more imposing. I I would have liked him be to be more of the apocalypse from the cartoons and from the the comic. And the thing books. is, Apocalypse is one of my favorite villains too, and I'm perfectly fine with the changes that they made. And I know some of it is made because. It's really expensive. Because, like, Brandon said the same thing. He's like, well, why didn't they shoot him like they shot Gandalf versus the Hobbits? And why didn't they get stunt doubles for the other characters? And why didn't they CGI? I'm like, that's expensive. That's a lot of stuff to do. Instead of just saying, we're going to put him in a chair for three hours and put makeup on him. Yeah. See, I thought a lot him. of characters were misused in this. And there, so are, there are some things that they've done. Like, every time you see, and this is just kind of nitpicking, with every time you see Scott Summers get his powers, he does the exact same thing. Like if you look at X Men Origin or anything, with uh, or I was you know, uh, Wolverine Origin, how else would you expect you, you, his you powers see, you to see develop? You see the whole arc and you know in the school and you do it again and it's just I was like, you know, give me something different. Well, since nobody saw X Men or- Wolverine yeah. Origin, doesn't matter. Um, Psylocke was a big waste of a character. It's not Psylocke's a waste of a character. The the thing with Psylocke is I'm just glad Olivia Munn didn't have more than four lines. She was fine. She didn't have four words. That's fine. <laughs> she barely that's, is. That's the kind of Olivia Munn movie we want, right? <laughs> um, and, of course, she can't be in a sequel because she doesn't look like the same person. Um, <laughs> I thought she was fine. I, 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 thought thought Storm Jean, was, I thought Storm was really I good. I thought Storm was good. I didn't care for Angel at all. Well, Angel was just a Angel was a, a pure henchman. I yes. mean, he really – he's he was the arc, – of all the villains that they put in there, he's that archetype villain of just, I'm just here to cause mayhem and havoc and I don't care. 
And it goes through. I just, like I said, I, I liked, I understand, and that was part of the first thing that I said to you is like, I understand why people would have a problem with it, but in terms of me, I thought it was an enjoyable film. See, and Nightcrawler wasn't there as so much as a character, but more as a plot device. Whereas. Uh, he's not a plot device as much as he's someone who gives you. He's, he's an ex machina device. Well, no, he's, he's someone who can get you from place to place and get you out of situations. But really. In X2, he's sort of the same thing. Yeah, yeah but at least in X2, there was more of a storyline. But it's with a different him. film. You've got, you've got more of a character ca- development. You have 20 characters in here. Sure. There's only so much you can do. So I was fine with what they did. I understand. It, it's just like Days of Future Past. I understood why they used Wolverine instead of using Kitty. Because it was safe. Right. It's the same thing here. Why do they have Raven in this thing for so much? Because Jennifer Lawrence is a big star. Well, that's you the want other to nitpick something because Jennifer Lawrence is terrible in it. That, yeah, that she was the other that in. Well, but the thing is, it's, it's good enough. Isn't Nightcrawler uh, Mystique's son? Yes. It's kind of weird that, you know, they're so close in age. Well, <laughs> again, <laughs> Storm's not found that way. Uh, Angel in, the, in X3 is a completely different character. Yeah. It's You've got people that start in different places, all the way back to the X-Men film. That's not the original yeah. X-Men team, but it's shown as the X-Men team. First Class, that's not the original X-Men team either. It's The films have their own continuity. They have their own thing. Like I said, it right. was enjoyable. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, my God, it was the greatest film I've ever seen. No, I enjoyed I Days of Future Past it. more. Yeah. I enjoyed it. My I'd only say, my first thing was that, you know... it. It dragged in the beginning. Like I felt yeah. like it was slow. That See, was my only. I don't. Like, I have no problem with, with movies that are paced slowly. If I think they're well done, and mm-hmm. I think this was well done, Apocalypse's uh, Apocalypse's uh, gathering of his mutants is very much giant size X Men number one of Xavier gathering mutants from all over the world. Yeah. You know. Oh, I need I need Wolverine and I need Banshee and I need Nightcrawler because I got to go save someone. Apocalypse is like I need four characters because that's my my motif. And he ends up finding Magneto. And Michael Fassbender is fantastic as always. Yeah, his his slow scenes, his light scenes, his family scenes were great. The, that stuff I had the no only, problem. The with. thing that I have that I nitpicked from it as soon as I walked out, I was like, he kills like two hundred million people, and everybody just seems fine with it. It's not a big deal, you know. He's just like, hey Charles, hey Eric, it's okay that you knock down like eight thousand buildings around the world with people inside them. Well, that doesn't mean it's cool. Them. They could have all lived. Okay, no, he's I, he's pulling them out. Sebastian, <laughs> he's you got stuck anything in to the add. building? You got anything uh, to add with it? The movie was schlock. I thought it was as good as Brian Singer could really do. I think Days <laughs> of Future Past was a fluke, but I will say that there were some good elements to the movie. Uh, uh, that's not to say that the movie didn't have really fun elements either. But I think Apocalypse was wasted, and the movie would have done much better. Story-wise, if they had just made it Magneto's movie and about he tr- about how he truly becomes a villain, especially because you mentioned it, Chris, he goes on a rampage after his family's death and starts killing people, and there's your movie. But no, somebody said uh, uh, the Apocalypse. Got to make it big. I'm sure Brian Singer said it uh, and ruined the entire film by putting a villain that makes no sense to the film, adds nothing to the plot. Well, I, I don't say he. Not even to say he's badly done or Oscar Isaac. Uh, isn't going to be happy with his many, many checks from the movie. <laughs> but I feel like that they could have cut out all of the Apocalypse subplot and had a decent film about going bad, making Magneto the bad guy. But and that forming he, the Brotherhood. Because that he got, got to play it safe, Rich. Kids got to go see these X-Men movies. They can't <laughs> see Magneto being a bad guy. Uh, but no, they got to be friends at the end of the movie. They show up being a bad guy. Because here's the thing. But the question is, the, the greatest the whole Czechoslovakian patrol. No, my, my bigger thing <laughs> about the no, because he goes back to being a nice guy by the end of the movie. My, well, yeah, my that's favorite, total X Men. Well, because yeah, because the kids got to go watch the movie. 
So uh, we're going to drop the mic here on this because no, I, gotta, I agree with Sebastian. I got I to finish on this one, mostly because like the story was so interesting with him. That, like, yes. okay, they did this stuff with his family and his kids, although I really hated that Quicksilver knows he's his son, and while he's going on this rampage about his whole family being killed, he's like, he doesn't say anything. There was, but there was also no real indica- indication that how he really knew. You I have just, his, you that, have to see with his mom, that, but that it never really goes into the, it. No, that doesn't matter, because the mistake is already made by telling the audience that he knows he's his son, and while his dad is going on a rampage about not having any family anymore, he decides not to say anything and let 800 million people die. Yeah. As a big, as There's a big still more plot. movies coming. Sure, sure. No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I, I feel like this is a movie that played it safe, dared not to do anything really different, and it suffers for it. And it suffers mostly because there is a really good movie in there that I feel is wasted on. Mm-hmm. We need, we need something big, and I mean, and then there's because there, there are a lot of big plot errors too. Like, the reason that I'd say they wouldn't have made that film is because. Days of Future Past is so centered on Magneto as well. Well, but here's but the, the whole also, trilogy, but, but, but the whole thing I, is I'll, first class. I'm is. not saying it's the right choice or the wrong sure, choice. Sure. I'm saying that may be why they don't do it here. The problem I, I is agree with that. if that would be great for the next film, but if you've already gone through two films, well, actually three films where Magneto turns to be the bad guy and then comes back in the next <laughs> film as the good guy and then turns he's the good guy and then he turns into the bad guy and he becomes a good guy, that would make that fourth film suffer. If the fourth well, film is the, is the trial of Magneto, then you're like. But I think that was oh, I think that was that. here, and I don't. There was no indication that the next movie would be a trial of Magneto. No. But, I, but I do feel like that is sort of the big problem. Is like you have X Men First Class dared to do something completely different. I think I mean the first two X Men movies. I think X Two is the best of them. I don't think they're very good, uh, especially when you have the when you have the the retrospect of the way that the movies are sort of constructed. Uh, I think Days of Future Past goes back to being those movies, X1, X2, X3, uh-huh. X-Men, uh, uh, Origins, Wolverine. I think that this movie is the step back because First Class dared to do something a little different. They, they played it on a bit of that indie side. They tried to have a little bit of fun with the characters. They took it back to the past. Then you have Days of Future Past, which is Brian You Sir. just love Kevin Bacon. I do like Kevin Bacon. He's a good actor. Well, as they said in this, all threes, you know, sure. the, third, the sure. third movie in a trilogy. And it's a, that's one of those, uh, like, you really make that joke unironically. You, you know what kind of quality product that you're going to have in the end when you sort of see a final issue. But, you know, it's a joke. It's whatever. But, but, but for me, the big thing is First Class, Deadpool, Days of Future Past all dared to be very different from the standard X-Men standard superhero formula movie. And this movie is a step back. And I think that's the biggest failing of the film is that it is a step back. Because uh, I love, like, Magneto was the best part of the entire movie. And I'm sitting there going, it's like, Charles, he doesn't have his helmet on. Use your psychic powers. Make him paralyzed and end all this madness. I was more interested in Magneto's story than I was Apocalypse. Sure, sure. And again, that's the, that. I feel like I feel like Apocalypse was tacked on. Uh, but I'm not. Again, I think they did that though because every other X Men movie was Magneto is the villain. We they're like we needed something different. Sure, but he's like a quasi villain. When you look at like yeah. First Class, he's like he's he's on that he's on this teetering on the edge. Right. And then Days of Future Past. He's the bad guy in the future, but we don't know how he got there yet. And I feel like this is the movie to serve the purpose of, like, let's make Magneto a bad guy. But we're at the point here where it's like, but children take the kids. But children go see these X-Men movies. We got we to gotta make Magneto the good guy by the end of this again. Because I don't think that choice is made for the children. I think that choice was made because Magneto's the villain in the other films. Is he though? And it is, but here's the thing. In the, in the and, older but this movies, is yes. this is Magneto. He was, I never felt he was this the villain. This is Magneto's story through comic books as well. Yes, it is. Just, it is. He ran the damn school at one point. It is, but it's also but you also have a different storytelling medium. I understand you know. that. 
It's you, what it you, what it basically comes down to at the end of it is the thing with movies is there's an aesthetic. Yes, there's an aesthetic where you bring whatever your 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 enjoyment of a film ultimately comes down to aesthetics. We can talk about construction, we can talk about characterization, we can talk about pacing, we can talk yep. about shooting, we can talk about lighting, we can talk about the, all these choices. At the end, what it comes down to, what makes art. It, it, movies, whether it's pop art yeah. or whether it's real deep real art, art, it's the audience's reaction sure, sure. in terms of an aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Stacy hated Days of Future Past. Absolutely hated it. Texted me this morning. I loved. She's like, I totally love this film sure, uh, sure. for for Apocalypse. She's like, I loved it. It was fantastic. I can't wait to see it again. But don't you so feel that? Don't you feel that if from what was set up with Magneto in the beginning of the film? That the trial of Magneto would have been a better film than Apoc- than the apocalypse film we were given. That's not the point. Yeah, no. I, the I, point I, is, I enjoyed it, so sure. no. Movies, movies are both objective and subjective. Uh, you can have the, like, subjectively. And, I enjoyed the and, film, and, and so I'm, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna would it be better? This point. I don't know because you could still do that film and it could suck. Sure, and I, I that, that's the for me the point is like is when I saw the movie, it's like no, it's not a very good movie. But that doesn't mean I didn't have fun watching it either. It's schlocky, but it's like Brian Singer schlock. And it's you know it, there's a lot of really fun moments. The the Quicksilver saving chase is, is really well done. There's a lot of fun in the moment. There's the only of, thing about a lot that of says... great character moments in the movie, and and that's the thing is like good and bad. Like I think the movie is bad. That's not to say it's not fun. I mean, I, I mean Independence Day is a <laughs> terrible movie, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Mm. The the only problem with the with the Quicksilver when he was saving everybody, it felt to me like they realized they had something really good from Days of Future of Past. Sure. And we've got to reduplicate it. Almost yeah. the but same they, thing. But if oh. they don't do that, what would have been the complaint? No, I uh, yes. Why didn't you do it? So yes. they did it. It's a little bit bigger. It's got more humor in it to be. It's a huge piece for me. I'm looking at it's it as, the, as, as a very drama joke. It's a no. It's, I enjoyed a, it, it, but I just felt it we're going to go all the way back to adding levity to a serious moment, and yeah. whether it's a good idea or not, it adds levity to what ends up being a very serious sure. moment. And that the school is completely blown it's up. The, spoiler, it's, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Havoc part. dies. That's sort of. The, so it's, a it's one of those things, moment. if that's not well, in the film, does he die, everybody, though? yeah, he's gone. Um, I knew as soon, when he, as soon as he shows up and he actually has a fairly big part in the beginning of this film, I'm watching it going, hey, he was barely in the last film. He's totally in. Oh, he's going to die. Yep. We brought him back to kill him. Son yeah. of a bitch. Oh, well. The Summers Brothers, no, just, they, you know, and they always die off screen. Yeah. You never actually see them die. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, again, it's, it's, it's an aesthetic sort of thing. And at the end... Oh, he just went bond on his ass. Um, <laughs> Look at all that blood on that guy, Rich. <laughs> no blood. Oh, no blood, no war movie. Rich That's for the Eloise children. 2016. No blood, no war movie. Because we brought all the children. I don't consider this a war movie, though. I Hunt can't... for Red October is considered <laughs> one of the greatest naval war films I, in the It's last a chase film. You're wrong. It's a war film. You're wrong. I haven't seen it, and I already know it's a war film. <laughs> so anyways, on that note, we're going to wrap things up before and we get into Connery an argument again. A war film. <laughs> um, Including a comedy. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of what, what would he be in that would be like you'd look at it and go, "That's totally not a war film." Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> uh, first in night. In the middle of a war. Oh, first night. They are in the middle. Of, oh. They are in the middle of a war, though. God, talk about a movie that's bad. <laughs> Oof. Hey, there's a fire on the show. Highlander's not a war movie. Well, I guess you can consider it was a war movie because it's. No, nah, I think Highlander's a fantasy film. It is. I would say more fantasy. It's a fantasy, well, but you could say that they're at war Dragon with each Heart? other. I wouldn't say The Rock, but that's only because there's military espionage in it. That's not a really it's a an war action movie. film. Well, it's, again, it's, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to quantify this type of stuff. We were talking about this in terms of music and the fact that everyone wants to just quantify music into this thing, 
And I'm like, it's just, is it good or is it, is it not good? That's kind of the thing. Like, do you enjoy it or do you not enjoy it? Yeah. So we're going to wrap things up. Make sure you guys check out Sebastian and Chris's uh, commentating. Commentating. Ne- commentating. This coming Wednesday. Well, we didn't get under the hour. <laughs> no. We, I thought we were at one point, but we went a little long with the Star Wars. Um, so, yeah. Uh, make sure you check them out on Wednesdays. That will be up around 10 or 11 in the morning. Uh, I'll give you everything you want to know about the new comics coming out for the week, or at least the, the ones that they really, really like. <laughs> well, for the first few, it's just for the first. No, the, but right now they're going through Rebirth. Yes, so uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter, at Nerdables Show. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and tune in. MySpace. Fortune. <laughs> MySpace. Friendster. Friendster. Was it Friendster? Something like we that? will talk to you next week. Friends are. Talk at you next week. Friendzone. <laughs> <laughs>